0: name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So we have opened this morning the Gospel of John, and we see that even from the very beginning, the very beginning of the universe that God created, that God has shined light into the darkness. That is his way, is to shine light into dark and painful moments and times in history, Light beams of truth and grace and mercy. Indeed, from creation, God has been self-revelating. He has revealed himself over and over. God has revealed his very life. And the word for life is this word Z-O-E in Greek, "zoe," which means a full and eternal divine life. God's essence, God's power, the beauty which captivates us about even the concept of God. When we think of the immensity of the heavens and the stars and our place on this small spinning globe. And even to the smallest things, well within a molecule, the mystery and power of God's creative abilities, God's essence, God's self, God's life is shown to us. God's goodness. And it's God's self-giving life that shines in the darkness. God, God's self. Obviously, I'm searching for ways to describe what we could call God's love for us. And for all that God has created. I'm trying to capture, especially the new thing that God has done in in the birth of Jesus Christ, in the incarnation of God, to take on human flesh To dwell among us. For this good news that God deigns to dwell among us and within us. It is good news for we are well acquainted with what the Bible calls the sin of the world, its lack of grace and light, sin so viscerally and visibly in our face. It makes us recoil to say the least the greed, the unending violence and bald faced lying, the unnecessary poverty, the disparity of incomes, the division of people and races, families and nations. This nightmare continues. And each of us, us both recoils from it if we have a conscience. And each of us must, if we have a conscience, acknowledge our participation in it. But this state of affairs, which we know all too well, is not the whole story, and it never has been. God is always inspiring new beginnings. We are capable of repentance, of coming to the light. For Jesus, the Word of God, God's life, Made flesh before us. The human face and beating heart of God dwells among us. Jesus is the light of the world, and Jesus, who loves every one of us, reveals an even deeper truth. Deeper truths. For God's love, made personal and fully sacrificial in Jesus, is brighter, truer, more honest, more kindly more forgiving, more reconciling, more enriching of our lives, more hopeful and unfailing in God's presence. In the best of times and in the worst of times. John the Baptist witnessed to that light. And I would say that is our role as well, to witness to the light when we see it. In spite of all that we face, to witness to the light, to the truth, To witness to the power of honesty when we hear it and know it. To witness to the marvel of human kindness when we give and when we receive it. To tell God's story. God's story to one another. That God is not through with us. That God indeed inspires new beginnings. New beginnings. Greta Thunberg is a 16-year-old girl who has shined a light on the peril our planet Earth faces. Why? Well, here's what she says. Because I believe the scientists. And because she discovered she has a voice to go with her heart. She is doing the best to shine the light of truth on behalf of of her generation. That ending's or that hard times or that challenges can be met and that human beings can, in fact, learn how to cooperate. Now, I read that she received her courage and motivation to act from observing the students of Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School in Parkland, Florida. She read about the March for Our Lives gun protests dedicated to the memory of those murdered at their high school. She saw their light and she understood what she must do. In this way, light shines in the darkness. In this way, light illuminates truth. And when light is illuminated and truth is seen, it's possible that it can spread. We help one another see. And this, of course, also illuminates what is ignored and what is refused to be seen. But even that can change. For God inspires New beginnings. I say to you that each of us. Carries something of the light of Christ. For you today. That light may be bright. For you today. That light may be dim. But friends. You are here. We are here. In due time we will share in the body. And blood of Jesus Christ. The light of the world. Nothing. Nothing can be so personal as the Holy Communion, where we experience God's welcome, God's grace and mercy and forgiveness, compassion, God's fleshly presence to us, as close as you can get, a small dose of infinite food for our finite bodies. Truth and encouragement that we are loved by God and one another when we receive God's very life. When our light is dimmed by the harshness of the world, we are reminded that God's light shines in the darkness. Every Holy Communion, every time we gather, is a new beginning. Now, 47 years ago, about this time of the year, I was on winter break in my first semester at the University of Texas living in Jester Dormitory. I never darkened the door of a church. I didn't grow up going to church. My family didn't go to church. And my experience of Christians and their faith was checkered, to say the least. Uh, I'll give you one example. My senior year in high school, one of our coaches had been born again in a very vivid and powerful way and he wanted his young athletes to believe what he believed and lived for what he lived for so he would have us over on tuesday nights ostensibly to look at game film but it was always a bible study and the bible study the intention of the bible study was for you to be tougher than the opponent on Friday night. And I can genuinely remember at one point in time, we were, I went to Western Hills High School in Fort Worth, Texas, and we were playing our rival, Arlington Heights. And he and he said, he just broke into prayer. Lord Jesus, they got number 91. He's big, strong, tough. Lord, we just need to get our voice under his pads, under his pads. Drive him, Lord, drive him. And I remember thinking, if this is what Christianity is, I don't want anything to do with it. Nevertheless, because God always inspires new beginnings, I came to faith and I was baptized at age 28 in 1982 in Jackson, Mississippi. I became a thing called an Episcopalian. I discovered that all along that I had been wandering about and that at that moment in the Episcopal Church, I had wandered home. It was amazing. For the first time, I experienced Christians that had faith without certainty. This warm kind of welcome and inclusion and respect for whoever it was that was walking in the door. I felt like for the first time, my intellect, such as it was, would be respected in talking about church or God or something. I found out that the church didn't think it had all the answers, that you could question the Bible, which I found out wasn't a single book, but was in fact a library of books with different views of God and humanity. And I was just bowled over. The mystery of the sacraments just drew me in. I was just amazed. And what a storehouse of music. I couldn't believe what I'd missed. My life and direction was changed. And I was further stunned by who knew that there were actually Episcopal churches all over the country. (laughs) I returned to Austin off and on through the years. I went to seminary eventually in New York City where Gregory Eaton and David Herb were my choral teachers from 1986 to 1989. I remember that my I would come back to Austin from time to time. My sister's son, Jeff, played on, on the Longhorns football team for four years. And I'd come back and hang out with him, and we would have time on campus and stuff. And, and I can remember one particular time, I must have, I don't know where we were going, but I said, there's a, wait a minute, there's an Episcopal church by Ken I had no idea. I <laughs> wonder how long that's been there, you know, and I... It was like a child seeing a rainbow for the first time. I went, "Oh, wow!" It's a, and I came in. I came in the door, and uh, it was open. And I, I don't remember time of day or anything, but I remember walking down there. I'd been a, at this point in time. I'd been a priest maybe a couple of years. So now I'm going to give you a confession. I said, "I wish I could be the rector here someday." <laughs> it's true. So this morning I parked in the rector's spot. (laughs) Eventually, and grateful, grateful to say these words, God's light showed me another path. And I was privileged to serve at St. Matthew's Episcopal Church up the road for 17 full years, which ended on September 30. And that was meet and right for me to have done and... For that, I give deep thanks with my family. But know this. I say to you, the light of Christ shines here this morning at All Saints Episcopal Church. It always has. In the Eucharist, we rekindle the flame of love, God's love for us. And the Eucharist and the faith we share propels us forward to bear the light of Christ for others into a year. So I say to you, repent. Repent. Turn to the light that has come into the world. Trust Jesus. And may this new year, this new year that is emerging, be a time of new beginnings. God is about the business of new beginnings. Fresh faith. A serene hope. So I will close with a little blessing for a new year written by John O'Donoghue. If you don't know him, you should know him, his work. John O'Donoghue, and I hope this will be of health to you as it is to me. For a new beginning. In out-of-the-way places of the heart where your thoughts never think to wander, This beginning has been quietly forming, waiting until you were ready to emerge. For a long time it has watched your desire, feeling the emptiness growing inside you, noticing how you willed yourself on, still unable to leave what you had outgrown. It watched you play with seduction of safety, and the gray promises that sameness whispered. Heard the waves of turmoil rise and relent. Wondered, would you always live like this? Then the delight when your courage kindled and out you stepped onto new ground. Your eyes young again with energy and dream. A path of plenitude opening before you. Though your destination is not yet clear, you can trust the promise of this opening. Unfurl yourself into the grace of beginning that is at one with your life's desire. Awaken your spirit to adventure. Hold nothing back. Learn to find ease in risk. Soon you will be at home in a new rhythm, for your soul senses the world that awaits you. And, friends, I hope for you as it is for me that this is good news.